Hello everyone, and welcome to the first in our new series of podcasts, where we will be discussing all things employment law. I'm your host, Lucy Denton-Brown, a solicitor in the employment team. With me, I have my co-host, Rebecca Dow, a trainee in our employment team. Hi everyone. We thought we would kick off this new series by recapping some of the big new changes to employment law that are working their way through Parliament. There are some really interesting changes coming that employers and employees alike should be aware of, particularly around family-friendly rights. Since the pandemic shifted many workers to a hybrid or remote working environment, there has been a renewed focus on homework balance and family-friendly rights. Employers are quickly finding that they have to update their policies and conform to the new way of working, or they find their employees exiting for new opportunities. The government has seized on this momentum and has pushed through some new family-friendly bills which all received royal assent in spring and summer this year. Today we will summarise the important ones and set out when we can expect to see these changes take effect. First up is the one that you've probably heard most about, flexible working requests. This received royal assent on the 20th of July 2023 and gained a lot of media attention as the government promised a day one right for all employees to make flexible working requests. Yes, I remember hearing a lot about that. So what changes does the Act make? The Act provides for an employee to be able to make two flexible working requests in any 12-month period, and the employee doesn't have to explain the impact of this request on the business. It also provides that employers will have to respond within two months to the requests, instead of three as it is now, and that they must consult with the employee if they intend to refuse the request. That's quite an extra burden on employers. It is, and I know that many employers will be concerned about the impact this will have on their businesses. However, most employers already consult with their employees when considering these requests, so in reality it might not have as much of an impact as feared. What about the day one right then? Well, that's the interesting thing. Despite that being the part that garnered so much media attention, it's not actually included in the Act. The government promised that they would bring in this right in supporting secondary legislation, which is needed to bring the Act into force. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. When will these changes come into force? The changes aren't expected until July 2024. But as with all the topics we're going to look at today, employers would be wise to start looking at their policies and procedures now and considering any necessary changes. Thanks, Lucy. Another key act that received royal assent this spring is the Carers' Leave Act. This act gives a statutory right for one week of flexible unpaid carers' leave per year. That sounds really useful. Who can take the leave? Any employee who has caring responsibilities over a dependent with a long-term care need. Employees will be eligible for this leave from day one of their employment. Okay, and what would count as a long-term care need? Interestingly, it's quite a broad definition, which will be useful for lots of employees. It covers anyone with an illness or injury that requires or is likely to require care for three months or longer. It covers anyone with a disability under the Equality Act definition. 
and it covers anyone who requires care for a reason connected with old age. Wow, that is quite broad. So will the employees have to provide proof to their employer about who the leave is for? No, that's one of the interesting things about this Act. Very specifically, the Act sets out that the employee will not have to provide any proof of how the leave is going to be used and who for. Clearly, this is a point of contention and is causing concern for businesses as it opens up the potential for abuse. The interesting point, of course, is that whilst this could be abused, the leave is unpaid, so it is much less likely to be abused than any policy with statutory pay. In terms of the actual effect of this policy, many employers already have policies in place allowing for similar leave, and even for paid leave, so it will only be those that do not that will have to amend their policies accordingly. And when can we expect this policy to take effect? This policy is to be implemented in due course, but is not expected before April 2024. Thanks, Becca. Sticking with the topic of new leave for employees, another act that came in on the 24th of May 2023 was the Neonatal Care Leave and Pay Act. This act provides up to 12 weeks statutory paid leave for employees whose newborns receive neonatal care. Okay. That's interesting. You said up to 12 weeks. What are the requirements for taking the leave? The child must have been admitted to neonatal care either immediately or within 28 days after birth, and they must remain in neonatal care for seven continuous full days. The employee will then be able to take one week's leave per full week the child is in neonatal care. How does that affect employees' rights to maternity, paternity, or adoption leave? So this leave is actually in addition to that leave. The full requirements for the leave have not yet been set out, as supporting legislation is needed. However, it looks like this leave will be added on to any period of maternity, paternity, or adoption leave that the employee is eligible for. All right, that's really good for employees. And you said that it's paid leave? Yes, all employers will be eligible for the leave from day one of employment. However, they will have to have 26 weeks continuous service to be eligible for the pay and meet the earnings limit. The pay is going to be at the usual statutory rate for family related leave, with options for employers to top up to full pay should they wish to. And when can we expect this act to come into force? This one requires quite a bit of additional secondary legislation, particularly due to the fact that it's paid leave. So we're not expecting this to be delivered until April 2025. Thanks, Lucy. The last act that we are going to discuss today provides enhanced protection from redundancy for employees on maternity leave. This is a big issue in employment law and one that Unfortunately, many employees on maternity leave find themselves facing. Whilst they are on their leave, their role is absorbed into the team and they return to find that the job they once had no longer exists. Currently, there are already statutory protections in place, but they clearly do not go far enough because this continues to be an issue. So this new act has been created to extend this protection. That sounds really good. How has it been extended? 
so it hasn't actually been extended yet. Confusingly, the Act allows for the government to pass legislation which extends the protection. As with most of these Acts we have discussed today, secondary legislation is required to pin down exactly what this enhanced protection will look like. However, it is expected that the protected period will run from when the employer is informed of the employee's pregnancy and that it will be extended for a further six months for returners from maternity leave. Effectively, this will protect the employee from redundancy for two years, assuming they tell their employer at 12 weeks and they take a year's maternity leave. Oh wow, okay, so that's a really big change then. If we need more secondary legislation for this one, I presume it's also a little while away before it will be enacted. Yes, we are not expecting the regulations to enact the changes before April 2024. Thanks, Becca. So that wraps up the big family-friendly updates that have come in so far this year. There are some big changes on the horizon and I can understand why employers are feeling anxious about them. Yes, I agree. That's why we're encouraging employers to keep an eye on these and to make plans to get ahead with reviewing and amending their policies in readiness. As always, if you do need any assistance or want to discuss these changes in more depth, please reach out to our employment team who would be happy to help. Thank you for listening and please tune in again next month for more employment law updates.